This is Rhema for Today. Is it God's will? Now just stop and ask yourself the question. See, I think a lot of times, get acquainted with God, a lot of folks never got acquainted with I mean, they've been born again, all right, but they never really become too closely acquainted with their father. They need to know him better. They need to know more about him. Is it God's will that the church be riddled with sickness and disease? No, no, that, that, that's not my father. That's not my That's not my You see, no man has seen God at any time. King James translation said, actually, the Greek literally read, no man has comprehended God in all of his fullness. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, The Integrity of God's Word. Next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Can Satan just do what he wants to with our bodies or with our soul? It's just that he can't touch our spirits? No. Back there in 1 Corinthians 6, Paul said, writing to the church at Corinth, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God. And then he went on to say, glorify God in your spirit and in your body, which are the Lord's. Glorify God in both of them. Now we need to find out and settle in our minds once and for all and then we're not in darkness. You see, if you don't know, if you're in darkness, you wonder, you don't know how to pray, you, you, you hear Christian people, good people, don't misunderstand me, born-again people, spirit-filled people, when sickness comes very often, well, maybe God sent this on me. Well, in the first place, God didn't send it on them at all. Where does sickness come from? See, find Bible answers. Don't, don't take man's answer or some, what some church teaches Remember somebody, one time somebody said to me, said, well, my church don't teach it that way. I said, well, I don't mean to be rude about it, but really I'm not interested in how your church teaches it. What I'm interested in what the Bible says. Oh, we believe the Bible all right. Well, do you? Yeah, yeah, we believe the Bible. Well, is Jesus Christ the Son of God? I've even talked to people who said they believe the Bible and said, well, now, I tell you one thing about it, I... I don't know whether he was divine or not, but I believe he was a great teacher. But they didn't even want to believe the Bible. And I just got through quoting Einstein's theory of relativity. <laughs> Amen, isn't that right? The Bible teaches that Christ is the Son of God. He is the divine Son of God. It's easy to mouth off that we believe the Bible or believe in the Bible. But really, the only part of the Bible that's going to do us any good is the part we get in us. You know, you could believe in food and believe in eating. If you don't ever eat anything, well, you'll die. It's not what you eat, even then, that does you good. It's what you digest. If you don't have a good digestive system and don't digest it, it still won't do you much good. Well, thank God for his word. So, we have all kind of ideas people purporting their human thinking 
instead of going back to see what the Bible says. The Bible answers the question of where sickness comes from. We know it don't come from heaven because it is, isn't any up there. The Bible answers the question whether or not sickness and disease is the will of God for his children. We know it isn't because even in what we call the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, pray that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is it God's will for people to be sick in heaven? Could it be the will of God that his people, his people be sick on the earth? Well, no. Well, why are most Christians sick? You know, I pointed out the fact that, uh, and, and I'd preached that several years before I saw that, that over there in James 5, 14, you remember where, where James writes a letter to the church because he said, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. So he's talking about the church, isn't he? In other words, you might say, is any sick among the church? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith to save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, it shall be forgiven him. But, you know, just trying to prove that healing belongs to us, you know. Well, we, we quote that verse of Scripture very often. But I noticed one day that actually that's a question. He asked the question, is any sick among you? Is any sick among you? He asked a question. And I thought to myself, you wouldn't write to any church. I mean, and I was a full gospel pastor. You wouldn't write to any full gospel church I know of and ask, is any sick among you? You'd just write and say, the 85 or 90 percent of you that's sick. <laughs> no, you see, he asked, is any sick among you? In other words, by asking the question, he inferred that there ought not to be any sick among you. By asking the question, is any sick among you? He inferred that there ought not to be any sick among you. Well, why ought there not be any sick among you? Because himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Because, as 1 Peter 2.24 said, by whose stripes ye were healed. Because, as Isaiah prophesied 700 years before Christ came, surely he had borne our sicknesses and carried our diseases, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and chastised, but our peace was upon him, with his stripes we're healed. Well, if it is not the will of God that the church... Now, ask yourself the question, you see. You see, you're in the church, but just don't make it personal. Because whatever belongs to the church belongs to you. Whatever's the will of God for the church, the whole church is the will of God for you. I mean, when it comes to his blessings and so on. It may be God's will that some enter into the ministry and some stay home. You know, that's a different thing. We're gifted in different ways and stand in different offices. But I'm talking about receiving something from God. Provisions that's been made for us. Our inheritance that we just got through reading about. Amen. Thanks be unto God, which has made us meet or able. Praise God. Enable us. Enable us. Made us able to do what? To be partakers. See, I'm talking about being a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. And that inheritance belongs to all of us, the whole body of Christ. 
Well, now, stop and ask yourself the question. See, this approach it from different angles. Does that in inheritance include sickness and disease and poverty and discouragement and despondency? No, I can't find out where God ever promised anything like that. To Israel in the Old Testament or to the New Testament church in the New Testament. Is it God's will? Now, just stop and ask yourself the question. See, I think a lot of times, get acquainted with God, a lot of folks never got acquainted with him. I mean, they've been born again, all right, but they never really become too close to acquainted with their father. They need to know him better. They need to know more about him. Is it God's will that the church be riddled with sickness and disease? No, no, that, that, that's not my father. That's not my father. That's not my father. You see, no man has seen God at any time. King James translation said, actually, the Greek literally read, no man has comprehended God in all of his fullness. Nobody has. Because, see, Moses saw him. You know, he appeared to Moses on Mount Sinai, and, but he was in a cloud, you see, in the glory cloud, and Moses saw him. And, and he said to Moses, I shall not look upon my face, but he said, I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock and I'll pass by and let you see my back parts. Remember that? So in the spirit world, spirit realm, he does have a, a, a spirit body. That was God talking to him. I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock, put my hand over your face. He's got a hand passed by you, let you see my back parts. But you see, God sent Jesus... And we read in the scriptures yesterday and the message today is just a continuation of that message, you see. We read there in, first, in John's gospel, the first chapter, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. And the 14th verse said, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then we read from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God, 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 that's our Father God, hallelujah, who it divers times and sundry manners spake unto our forefathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Jesus is God speaking to us. If you want to hear God talk, listen to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want to see God at work, Look at Jesus. Remember, some of them said to him, some of the disciples said to him, said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. In other words, we'll be satisfied. Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long time with thee and has thou not seen me? He that has seen me or known me, he that has seen me has seen the Father. If you want to see God, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Now you see, what kind of a picture do you have of God? What kind of a God is He? Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagin's Legacy Bible. Some of the features of this Bible include a collection of 26 lessons on faith, giant King James text, all bound in black genuine leather. Next is the three CD series, Jesus is Coming Again from Kenneth E. Hagin. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagin's slimline book, The Life of Obedience. All these items are at the special discounted price of $130. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, you know, you've got something coming up here in September that people need oh, to know about, wow. especially the ladies. The ladies need to know about my Kindle the Flame Women's Conference. That is September the 28th through the 30th. Registration course is now open. It is a women's conference like no other women's conference that, that you'll ever go to. Lynette and, and our daughter Denise, yes. they host this convention and or conference, I guess you'd yes. call it. And it is a great, hey guys, if you want to do something good for your lady, yes. go register. Go to rhema.org slash KTF register. Get, get her all set up. Yeah, get she her will all be surprised. Yeah, get her all set up. Because <laughs> it is a great conference. Yes. You need to be there. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, The Integrity of God's Word. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.